continuously keep forgetting to do that. How are you, Z? I'm good. It's not your fault. We don't do this very um, regularly anymore. So Um, it is what it is. But I'm good. It's nice to talk to you. It's nice to talk to you, too. You're about to go to a wedding. Mm -hmm. I'm about to go to a very whack wedding. Let me not say that. Let me not say that. I'm being a Debbie Downer. But, yeah, so we're trying to bang this out as quickly as possible. But we wanted mm-hmm. to get to you guys because we know we always say it's the first of the month. And then it comes out a smooth two weeks later. So. <laughs> I mean, we're it's like, what, the seventh? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're still the first week. Oh, I mean, we're recording on the seventh. The Lord knows when it's oh, actually <laughs> get published. Um, so what are we talking about today? Um, I mean, I guess we're talking about, it's so hard now because since we do it monthly, there's kind of like this wide breadth of stuff that like to talk about and sometimes we miss some things. And so I know like Taylor Swift and all that kind of stuff, guys, is out there, but we're just going to like focus in on a couple things this week. And the first thing is, um, this week was the, the opening of the Olympic things in Rio, which I really don't particularly care about. Do you, Faria? I'm just kind of like... Mm. I didn't even realize that the Olympics were happening. Yeah. Until, cool. like, somebody was like, an opening ceremony. And I was like, what? Right. It's just kind of like, whatever. But, you know, it's great. All these countries get to come together and play. But I do know that, like, shit is going down in Rio. And, like, so many people have been displaced and disenfranchised because of this event and that's why I'm kind of like really not here for it well it's every major sport event like you know you heard it with the London Olympics like how the homeless population were completely kicked out and not protected like it happens and especially because in Rio like there's a a really huge gap between the poor and the wealthy so Mm. it's just so sad that like this trumps oh I hate that word now trumps like a, a, a dumb sporting event yeah and it's it's unfortunate because it's I wouldn't say that it's a dumb sporting event but it's just like (laughs) you know I I I think the Olympics are like a really beautiful like gesture it's just that like they've just become Mm. so whatever this is not this is not what we're talking about though we're talking I just wanted to mention really quickly um there was an Olympic swimmer who's like been making waves you like that um Literally. <laughs> and his name is Ning, Ning Zatao. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But it's just funny because I I don't know. Like, there's this thing. There's been this ongoing thing of, like, why don't people find Asian men attractive? And, like, oh, like, Asian men are so, like, ignored. And then this guy comes along and there are all these articles about how hot he is and how Ning Zatao is changing perceptions about Asian men and shattering stereotypes about Asian so men. Stupid. Oh. And I just think it, it must be said that, like, and, like, a couple people have said it, but, like, I, I, there's no stereotype to be shattered when it comes to the hotness of Asian men. Like, John Cho and Godfrey Gao and, like, so many... Um, what's this guy's name? Tony. I can't remember his name. Tony Lowe! Yeah, Tony. Like, all these dudes have been out in these streets and they are incredibly attractive. 
they don't have to break any stereotype. It's it's you. It's like the fact that like for the West has skewed ideas about male attractiveness and male beauty and, and whatever and has deemed Asian men at the bottom of the totem pole and that's not their fault and the idea that this man is breaking stereotypes about like I don't know it just bothers me a lot just white people being like what? yeah it's just like wow what a surprise and it's just it's annoying because it just that's why I'm not here for like preferences and shit like that because preferences are racist <laughs> like but yeah well they're stereotypes and they're also prejudicial the thing is, I was talking to Keith Chow, who is the editor-in-chief of Nerds of Color, very, very smart man, and we were talking about just, like, the representation of, of Asian men in Hollywood. Keith himself is an, is an Asian-American, and, like, how, yeah, unfortunately, there is this idea of, of questioning the masculinity of an Asian man, which in itself is, like, so... Um, detrimental to the idea of like masculinity and 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 and, and, yeah I mean that's a whole other can of worms but I do see it and I and I like I grew up with like people saying things like that where like the Asian population in Australia is really intense like especially now like it's it's like there's a lot of immigrants from China and and like at my university like 25 percent of them were um from China like a lot of kids from like, coming from China Singapore anyway and then I would just hear remarks from other people as a joke because I feel like 10 years ago people could sh- say shit like that and people still say shit like that in Australia but it's just like yeah oh I'm not attractive attracted to you know whatever and it's very destructive and I think like Keith said it very aptly like it just becomes this thing that you internalize too right Mm -hmm. like as as you exist in the world you feel like you're never gonna be attractive enough because there's like this weird stereotype that you have to dispel yeah it's just it's unfortunate and I think I think for me you know Asian men and black women have a lot in common um just for the you know the simple fact that like you know studies and stuff have shown that like at least in the realm of online dating Asian men and black women are like the least likely to get a date and I think yeah it speaks to that whole internalization on the the parts of both you know those being overlooked and those doing the overlooking and yeah I I just think people should like when you write a headline like that like there right there is an example of like people have really taken on this idea as if it's a fact and I think we have to be careful about that and I think that John Cho as amazing as he is shouldn't be the only example that we have of a good-looking Asian man like I just it just boggles my mind like it's really weird like to for the idea that people really think that like a whole group of people like billions of people can't (laughs) like be like attractive or good looking and like yeah anyway I could go on about because like especially the things women I hear women say is just no exactly but I think like just something I've been thinking in terms of someone like Idris Elba who universally is this man that like everyone's like oh my god Idris Elba and it becomes very fetishizing like it's very embarrassing kind of to hear women 
like completely fetishize something like Idris Elba. And I imagine like it's it's an overcompensation also. Like, look at me, I'm not racist. Um, and it's upsetting. And I feel like I, I don't really know much of what has been happening with Ming's Tao, but I, I, I've seen it with someone like even John Cho or like Tony Leung, like it's like this exception to the rule when it's not. Um, and that that's like a, a larger thing that I think we have to be cognizant of going forward. It's just like, you know, fetishizing of men also. Or like fetish, like stop fetishizing full stop people. Like, because yeah. then there's the girls who like, I love Asian men. Like, just stop it. <laughs> stop doing it. Like, stop like black girls. Like, stop like exclusively trying to date white men. To, like, fix your shit. Like, I just have so many like, thoughts about like people like only dating whether consciously or unconsciously like only dating one race like I just find it very Mm. mm, I don't know weird but that's another story for another day um Mm. shifting gears a little bit Frank Ocean tried it (laughs) apparently (laughs) um how do you feel about that because apparently his new album was supposed to come out on Friday and Friday came and went and it's now Sunday. It hasn't it? And that's been like the he's been trolling us since like the early like early this year. I, I feel like Frank's supposed to release his album like at least a good fifteen times and and hasn't. Right. Um. But I listened to whatever it was that was on SoundCloud. Um. That he released, and he's oh my god, his voice is so beautiful. Um, and very therapeutic, actually. Um, I am camp, like, Frank, do what I, do whatever you gotta do. Like, I imagine that he's kind of over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's probably out of exhaustion or, or something like, I don't know. I, that's completely, like, my perspective. Yeah. But, um, I could imagine, like, so many people wanting to put or are putting this pressure on you and you're like actually like I'm gonna do this when I gotta do this sorry bye right so that's my that's my stance yeah I mean like it's it's interesting for me because I've never listened to channel is it called channel orange um, I've never listened to his album. I've only heard. Really? No, I'm. I'm really glad that I haven't because I just, it just seems like who has time to deal with this drama. Um, so I'm like actually like not very invested in whether he releases an album or not. But I do think the thirst from the collective <laughs> world is interesting, and I think for me it's pro. Oh, hey, plane. Do you just you know zoom on by? Um, I do think that. For me, it seems more of, like, a Lauryn Hill situation where, like, mm. you know, like, you, you release, like, this groundbreaking record and it's just, it, it's overwhelming. It's not so much, like, I'm going to do what I want to do as much as, like, this album has to be perfect. Right. And if it's not, and it's it's so unfortunate because, it's like, the longer you wait, the more expectations you put on the album. Mm-hmm. But I think it just speaks to the fact that people have to, like, let artists grow like mm. at their own pace and like like just if I want a great album from an artist I'm not gonna badger them on like Instagram like if you go to Sizz's Instagram like every other comment is like where's A where's A and it's just like leave the girl alone like let her move at her own pace so that when she does drop something it's going to be what you 
wanted it to be or, you know, what you were expecting. But, I mean, I wish him the best. If I were him, I would just never release an album and just, like, fuck with people. Also, he's a Scorpio with a Capricorn moon. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's actually, like, really interesting. I feel like he's probably is a quite avoidant right now, which is so obvious in what he's doing. Yeah. And I love how he, like, doesn't, like, put any releases out. He only really, like, I read the beautiful thing that he wrote after Orlando. Um, he, like, on his Tumblr, like, he, he does write, like, these beautiful things, but that's, like, the amount of his his uh, public appearance. Um, and... Having a Capricorn moon means that you're probably working your goddamn ass off. So I'm sure he's, yeah, he's being a perfectionist and we got to respect his process. Totally. Just respect the game, guys. Or don't join the game. Freya, what's my sign again? I keep forgetting. Your sign's Taurus. No, no, no. What's my my rising? You're uh, Cancer and you're... Moon is Aquarius. Are you sure? Because my mom is like, she doesn't really know when I was born now. And I'm like very upset. Like, Well, I've read your whole chart and I feel as if that actually makes a lot of sense. Like knowing you. Hmm. The cancer rising. I'm cancer rising too. Mm. Um, and your Aquarius moon makes a lot of sense. Mm. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it. You're the expert. Um, but also, like, it is a little concerning that Auntie's like, I don't remember when you were born. She was like, it started, and then like by like yeah, by like nine o'clock you were out, and I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, listen. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you're like Mercury is Taurus, which makes a lot of sense because you're a good speaker. Um, I, I probably shouldn't be divulging all your, like... Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't... But, uh, okay. your Cancer's in Mars, uh, which means that you, like, are, like, very, uh, like, you, 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 like, very, like, I, how do I say this? Like, very caring sex. Like, you, like, very, like... Oh, we're just gonna talk about my, my sex life now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, when I tell... Wait, this is not for the podcast. <laughs> this is not for the podcast. Shout out to Bay. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's shift gears again. Um, <laughs> just shift those gears. And, all right. So there's this trend, Faria, mm-hmm. on the interwebs of, like, videos of, like, caring cops cops are great and like you know like there was one video of cops like hugging some black dude (laughs) like that was the video they were all hugging him and it was like great and then (laughs) there was another one of um this one recently went viral of um a cop pulling over a black couple and being super like domineering and scary and then being like don't you know that you're not supposed to drive without an ice cream cone. And, like, he pulls out some ice cream and hands it to them, like, the motherfucking candy man. And they're like, oh, okay, thank you. And it's supposed to... harassment. It's harassment. And I don't understand. Like, there's nothing cute about the video. There's nothing cute about being 
terrorized and then handed ice cream to make it all better. Like, you giving one black couple ice cream is not going to erase the fucked up, like, relationship that the police has to people of color in America. And, like, like I just don't understand what I'm supposed to do with this video and how I'm... What? Huh? Like, I don't know. I just... It's very hard for me, like, when people share things on Facebook with cops being nice. Because, listen, I'm not here to, like, demonize all police. Because I think what we have to understand is that, what we have to remind ourselves of is the fact that the the issue that we're having with police brutality is not necessarily on an individual basis right it's like an entire system it's an entire culture that's why you'll get an asian or a latino or a black police officer perpetrating the same fucked up shit that white police officers do it's ingrained in them from the minute they start the academy to the point that they get you know they they get their badges so it's not to say that we must demonize all cops or say that all police officers are trash but we can say that policing as a system is trash and is not working and so if one individual cop decides to do this thing decides to exert his power to do this little trick I don't see how that changes anything and I don't see how that's supposed to make me feel better if anything it makes me even more afraid because it's telling me that you can literally stop me to arrest me to give me a ticket to give me an ice cream cone you can do whatever you want to do and I have to comply and that's the scary part I think mm-hmm. no absolutely it's 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 a abuse of power it's another abuse of power because like it's it, you're using performance as a way to make a point that doesn't exist like it doesn't as you said negate all of the murders that have been that have happened and are happening like you know it, and it and it's just so sad that they think that this video even if it's going viral i bet it's going viral because people are watching it being like are you fucking kidding me oh well actually a lot of people are like this is so adorable okay well, this is propaganda is what it is it is total total <laughs> propaganda i before we were, were recording i was talking to my parents um and like last week something like really really horrifying i like witness something that I like never thought I would ever have to witness with my own two eyes um and it was just like I walked out of a music venue in Montreal um to see a black man detained by police officers um and it uh it was really really shocking because he his like hands and feet were cuffed there was a a police with his forearm over his hands, even though they were um, handcuffed, and um, a police officer holding down his legs, even though they were handcuffed. Three police officers standing around him, six behind him, two in front of him. And something just happened as I walked out. Like, I just went in full gear, like, mode of just being really like, what are, what are, are you fucking kidding me? And, um, like walked around the periphery of of the people that were standing there. There was like 30 plus people standing around. Um, And like, just kept being like, can somebody tell me what's going on? Nobody knew. There were some people videoing it. Um, So I decided to 
go up to the police officer and tell them that it was my democratic right to know what was going on and that they should tell me. Um, and they ignored me at first and I just stood there like looking very like over it. And, um, eventually a police officer came over and explained that this young man was acting agitated and had gone into a bus and disrupted people and was like talking about God and magic and black lives matter. And that's why they had detained him. And I just started being like, this is disgusting. Um, you, there's no reason for him to be detained like this. Um, like why haven't, why is the first responder the police? Like, you, you know, he shouldn't, he needs mental health help then. Like, where is the first responders for that? Obviously like this police officer was very unhelpful and decides to start speaking to me in French only. Um, and, and then the young man started talking to me and was like, pray for me. And I got really emotional and I was like, I am praying for you. And then the police got really threatened and pushed me, uh, back. And I like looked at the police officer and I went, don't touch me. Um, and it was just, it happened so fast. I stayed the whole time. Um, until he was put into an ambulance car, um, and taken away. Um, I asked them where he, they were taking him. They refused to talk to me. Um, and yeah, it was just a very, very upsetting experience. Um, I think more than anything, what was upsetting about it was nobody said anything. Absolutely everybody was silent. And actually, when I was being pushed by the police officer, which was fucked, um, the, there was a guy behind me just going, behave. But it didn't make, like, I was like, are you talking to me? Or are you talking to the police officer? Maybe be clear with who you're talking to. Um, and, yeah, no, nobody said anything. And I had a friend there who didn't say anything. Um, and... It's just like, it is complete propaganda because this is Canada and like people like to pretend as if Canada is like so different to the United States and like in a lot of ways, absolutely. But anti-blackness still exists like everywhere. So, I mean, like, if he was white, you would not be detaining him like this and you know that. Um, and my parents got very like mad at me for like, speaking out, but I think that, like, I'd be interested in hearing, like, I don't know, like, what, what is the best way to, what, like, what do we do in those situations? Like, I am really, really, really tired of people's politics not aligning with how they interact in the everyday world. So it's not enough that, like, people are tweeting Black Lives Matter or whatever. It's just, like, I do think that there's an importance, especially because like I am privileged to be a non-black person of color and to, and I know certain things about the law, especially because I, I went to law school for a bit. So I have an understanding, you know, to, to say the, the right things and to, and to know and, and, and to be kind of fearless in that way. Like I know, I just think that it's, it's, I should be using my privilege in those situations. And that's why like almost everybody, if not everybody was white. And 
white people should, that's when they should be standing up and saying something. Like, if you really want to be an ally, and that word itself is so, it's been co-opted so much. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really wonder, like, moving forward, like, what is the best thing to do in those situations? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm sorry that, like, you had to it was deal with that. Because that, seems, that sounds terrible and awful. And, yes. Yeah. But it's, like, I guess it, it's great because it's not great, but, like, at least you came to, like, this realization. Um, I mean, I think for me, like, I think there are many ways to be an ally. Like, I think that there are many ways to be active or an activist like I think about you know a documentary I watched um about the civil rights movement of the 1960s and like something that people forget because we have such like a skewed view of that time and like what was going on back then I I think a lot of people tend to believe that like all black people were just out there marching and Mm -hmm. in actuality like a lot of them weren't it was like a lot of young people like people as young as 14 15 who were doing the marching and their parents being like, sit your ass at home, like, don't go out there, like, just like, you know, just deal with it, like, we'll get over this, but like, don't like, ruffle any feathers. But then there were some parents who, you know, were like, I can't go out there with you because I'm scared and I don't quite Mm -hmm. get it, but I support you in doing this and I'm really proud of you, you know, and like, and those are two very different approaches to the same thing and I think in in the same sense of like allies you know like I mean I'm becoming very disillusioned with hashtags obviously but I think it's a way to start a conversation and I think that I just I feel for me that like do what you gotta do but be be, but be true to it right because even me like because I have well I don't know if I was talked about this like because in the past like I've had like um like immigration issues um like I remember when like I was in high school and there was like a lot of like discussion about like immigration reform and like a friend of mine he like organized like a protest at at our school where like the entire school walked out like in protest of of like, you know, sending undocumented um, immigrants, you know, back to where they came from. And like, I like did not, like I did not get up. Like I stayed at my desk because it was like a matter of survival and it was a matter of fear. But at the same time, I appreciated that my peers like were doing the work, you know, like it's just this weird thing. And I think in terms of what you specifically are talking about, like, I th- it frustrates me frustrates me that you were the one who had to step up because as you're saying like this is a very white city with like a lot of young artistic progressive liberal people you know who love to be like whatever and yeah it's very telling and I think that's the issue I have more than anything it's not to say that like I think every single person should be like taking to the streets if if that's something that they they feel like they can't do but if it just comes down to like 
when it comes gets down to the nitty-gritty you really don't actually care and you're actually just using these things as talking points that's when it's frustrating and and what's frustrating especially about that is that it's so hard really to people are such good actors right like it's so hard to to tell because I know a few years back like I went on a date with some guy like I was like dating some guy and he was like oh like for our next date like let's go to this Michael Brown rally that's happening in Union Square and I was like okay and this was a white guy and I was like oh okay cool like yeah let's definitely do it because I think this was like right after the um like the non-indictment like thing had been released yeah and so we meet up or whatever and like we're marching or whatever and it's like (laughs) cute or whatever cool but then like we get to like we're getting closer because we walk from union square like down like further downtown Mm -hmm. and it was getting like crunk like the further we went in like the police Mm -hmm. were there and like i was like yeah like let's keep going and he was like no, like, actually, I think we should just, like, let's, like, just, like, go to a coffee shop or something because, like, I don't want to get arrested. And I was like, bitch, what? Like, I was like, so you you wanted to come out so that you could take, like, Instagram pictures of the crowd and say you were here. But when it comes to getting arrested, if anyone should be getting arrested, it's your ass because you'll be fine. <laughs> you know, like, it yeah. just like that you know things like that are so telling this is a good time to like call out like a, I mean it's I have been deeply deeply disappointed by the majority of the white people I know um and and this is the thing like if you if you're uncomfortable with like being white and like people being like white people this white people that Generally, it's because, like, you're the most protected by the law and you're the most, like, docile when it comes to things like this. And I've just seen, okay, BTW, uh, Montreal is still, like, a Catholic uh, city, so there's church bells. Even though they want a secular state, guys, and no religious iconography anywhere, they still ring the church bells at uh, 945 every Sunday for church. Um, hence, the, hence the bell. But um, I've been really disappointed, and I've just realized that a lot of white people, especially like white, smart, liberal people, can posture and do and 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 know the right things to say, and and know the right things to reference. And ultimately, the reality is is that they don't actually have to to do anything because, you know. After they like they they the after their twenties they're gonna be fine they're probably gonna get married and shit and then they're just gonna live their lives and just be like the white people their parents are like it's just it's so shocking to me that there's just not enough solidarity and I know a lot of people that would have the right politics um, in speech but not really in action and I can't fuck with that anymore like I'm just tired of this shit and like this is why like it's just so slow because like people pretend and people say a lot of things to 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 seem hip or just yeah 
and, and relevant. And not racist. And not racist. <laughs> because I think the biggest again. thing for so many white people is just like that they not like that people don't perceive them as racist. They can do a bunch of racist shit, but as long as no one is calling them that, yeah. you know, then it's all like great. And I think that like that's the thing for me too, is like I interact with a lot of white people these days and it's like not to say that like I mean I generally like don't like white people but it's not to say that like I hate all of these people or I think they're trash but like I just in my interactions with them it's just so interesting because like they really do think that they are quote-unquote woke they will use the term woke which like pisses me off to no end they really do think and like even when they're like you know self-aware and like they'll talk like like uh you know like me like I know like I have so much privilege but it's just like you I just like I don't care like I don't want to talk to you about this like don't talk to me like the other day I think after like the Alton Sterling shit happened I was like in a really 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 bad mood I was like super depressed and like not even not even just about that like I was just like depressed about my existence and I was like leaving my desk to go somewhere else and a colleague of mine, who is a very lovely girl, I, I hate that I even have to say that, like, to not seem like a bitch, but she is a very lovely person, and I, I like her, but she, like, stopped me, she's like, Ziba, and I was like, what, and, like, I turned it on, and she's like, do you need a hug, and I was just like, and, like, this is in the middle of the newsroom, and I'm just like, why are you asking me that? Like, what, like, what is that? Like, it's like, yes, like, is that a nice gesture? Sure, maybe. But like, also, like, don't ask me if I want a fucking hug from you. If I want a hug, I'll go ask. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, what is that? And it just puts me in a position of having, and then I had to be the asshole and be like, no, I don't want a hug from you. Like, you're the last person I want a hug from right now. Like, I don't even want to look at a white person right now. And, you know, like, it's just like that kind of thing. And it's like, listen, I don't pretend to have all the answers. I don't know what it's like to be a white person in this time and be like a relatively like conscious, you know, like a white person who who knows on some level that white people are trash and like wants to be better and do better and wants to be an ally and like all the anxiety and the guilt that, that I'm sure that brings, like, oh my god, boo, like, I'm so sorry for you, like, I know that you're going through a lot, but also, like, I'm a, I have to live every day as a black woman, so I actually don't, like, you'll figure it out somehow, but, like, don't put your shit on me, like, don't make me have to, like, carry you, don't make me have to explain things to you, don't make me have to, like, feel bad for you, like, I don't care, and if you, like, work on that shit yourself. And if you think that you are so liberal and so progressive and there's not a racist vote in your body, or even if you, you're like, oh, yeah, like, I think we all have some prejudices and, you know, like, we all... No, we don't. Like, you need to work on that shit. Like, don't talk to me about it. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Like, I don't want to talk to white people about race. I don't like, want to explain it to them. I don't want a hug from you. I don't want to hear about, Just like, anything. To- make herself feel better tbh like why would you want a hug from her like that's just to 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 make her guilt less or some shit you know it's like or something it's always a, no it's always about them like i recently saw my dumbass ex-boyfriend um after not seeing him for a year 
and he said the same shit. He like, I was at a party and he came up to me and he's like, can I give you a hug? And I was like, no. And I walked away. And (laughs) it was very satisfying actually. But, um, I just think it's about them. It's about them lessening something inside of them. Like they're, they're like, their sadness or trauma. It's not, it's not about you. It's not about me definitely in this situation. Um, but I guess like, yeah, I mean, like be more vocal, be more active. Like it's just, it's just like, yeah. Like if you say, if you see shit like that, fucking stand up and say something. Um, I, I'm, I was just so disappointed and it was a, it was the shock of just like, you know, it was in a very like liberal, cruel part of Montreal on a main street. It wasn't like, you know, in an alley or something where people couldn't see, like enough people were standing around and it's callous to walk away. It's, it's, it's weak. It's weak to not say anything. And my parents understandably were like fearful and like you know like we're like you know we're like what if you hadn't gotten arrested and I was like I mean I doubt that I would have though like I honestly don't think and that that's my fucking privilege like going in knowing that like you know what like I'm probably gonna be unscathed and I'm willing to take the risk like white people you're like the people that like should fucking be taking risks in those situations um Especially, especially because, like, you know, this, the first responder on the scene shouldn't be the police. Like, especially if it's for mental health, it should not be a police officer. It, like, we have to do better. This is not, this is how things keep happening. They keep, the, the same results keep happening. It's because the police have no care. I don't care if they're going around and giving ice cream. Like, that's, they're doing that for a reason. They're doing it because they want people to actually see them as caring human beings when that's not the reality. I think for me, better than a video of a police officer giving someone ice cream, I would like to actually see police like in these communities like actually speaking with the young black people in these neighborhoods having an understanding, having like a real rapport, like that's because I know like in the neighborhood I grew up, like I, it would you know, it's not all perfect, but like there were police officers that I recognized at least by their faces. Like I knew who they were. Like I saw them every day and like there are areas of Jersey city, like in the downtown areas where like a lot of like homeless people congregate and like, the police know who they are. Like, it's not like this whole, you know, like, it's not like this, this predatory Mm. energy. Like, it's like, okay, like these guys are getting rowdy. Like, okay, let's go down and talk to like Jim and like, like, you know, like, it's like, that's what it is. That a white rowdy white person would get, you know, like in in some kind of small town. Oh, Jim's drunk again. Okay. Like, let's go like take him back to the wife. Like Mm -hmm. it's very easy to just, you know, like, look at the situations like that, and I just, honestly, like, the police, people are like, oh, not all cops and shit, like, and it's like, 
it's it's a, it's it's like calling white people white people you or know, like yeah no what were you gonna say no, no, no I okay. I'm sorry because I just have to this blue lives matter shit mm-hmm. is so annoying mm-hmm. because <laughs> it's just like so stupid it's so dumb because you people are mad that pe- black people say black lives matter because you feel as though they're saying that not all lives matter. But then you want to turn around and use blue lives matter because you feel that police, the lives of police, police officers specifically are not being um, respected. So if you can see why a term like blue lives matter could apply to a specific situation, why can't you understand that black life? So essentially, it's not that you have an issue with, like, your only issue with that phrase is the fact that it has black in it. That's your only problem. And that to me is so incredibly disgusting. <laughs> oh, these people are crazy. These people are so crazy. Because it's, it's super juvenile to be like, oh, well, then I'm going to use it too. Like, that's their that's their ideology or, like, that's the reasoning behind this. It's like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, sure. Like, Black Lives Matter don't matter, but uh, we're just using this terminology because uh, that's, like, the easiest way to, like, get people behind it. I don't know. Or like, get back at you guys. Yeah, well, exactly. Maybe that's, yeah, that's better. Hmm. Like, it's so fucking juvenile. It's so pathetic. And it's pathetic that they're making videos of police officers Ter- like terrorizing young black people and then giving them ice cream like that's not cute that's not funny I don't know like I don't know it's probably white people being like oh it's so great um cops cops are corrupt man I'm sure like I'm sure people feel protective because they have family members like I'm my like second cousin's father is a cop isn't like an works at the NYPD like I get it, um, you know, you're, you, you, you want to think the best of, like, people in your family, but there has to be more done with the violence that cops succumb to, especially with people of color, especially with black people in the United States, and evidently also in Canada. Um, violence should be not, should not be the first option or to detain somebody in the most inhumane way when the only thing that they were doing was being rowdy. And that, yeah. And that's how, and, and the thing is, like, when they do those things, like pinning people down on the street and pinning people's <sighs> legs down, what people don't realize is, that, like, this is in their training. Like, it's not like they no, just decided no. to do this shit. Like, they were trained to treat people this way. Like, this is, like, this is the, the easiest way to, like, you know, get an assailant to, like, succumb to you is by, like, putting your, your knee into their back, even if Absolutely. it's, like, a 16-year-old girl at a pool party. Totally. So, exactly. yeah. And to treat her like she isn't a person who deserves your respect isn't, like, Dylan Roof, who wears a bulletproof vest and is taken to Burger King after he shoots nine members of a congregation while sitting with them for one hour. Like, yeah, this is the thing. Like, 
people talk about like, oh, well, that's just how like police officers act with people. It's like, there's many examples with white people where they don't actually succumb to that. So obviously they have the option not to. Yeah. <laughs> and whoosies. Um, <laughs> yeah, it really is. But, you know, you got to keep on trucking. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah. Also, self-care is really important, obviously, mm-hmm. in these kinds of things. Um, I tend to, like, watch a lot of Netflix like, mm-hmm. almost too much Netflix, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually been watching um, Stranger Things on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Yes, I finished it. I. What do you think of it? Because I have s- thoughts on it. I haven't finished the last episode. Okay. But... What do I think about it? Yeah. Um, I thought it was really well done. I thought it'd be way more scarier than, than it was. I, like, wanted to be terrified. I don't know why, but I did. (laughs) Um, I really liked, like, the 80s homage, like, to the Goonies and also, um, uh, what was, it's sort of like E.T. also. Yeah, it's a whole mixture of things, yeah. Yeah, and I, and it was just, like, really beautifully done like the, the soundtrack everyone that I've talked to has been like the soundtrack like this the synth track like so good but um you know behind uh, like every every action Winona was good I mean of course there's a lot of things that I could critique on it but as a as a show like especially the diversity issue is a big one um but I think for entertainment it was like good amount of entertainment yeah um your thoughts I agree I really really enjoyed it I kind of (sighs) binged it over several days and like it was so like interesting to see Winona Ryder because as you probably know like I think Winona Ryder is like one of the most beautiful women in the world which is Mm -hmm. surprising for me um and it's just, like, she's, like, such this icon of the 80s. And, like, to see her in this love letter to the 80s was really interesting. And, it, mm-hmm. the, like, that diversity thing was also interesting because, like, someone, I think someone wrote about how Stranger Things is basically a show for, like, like, that's for, like, the, like, it recalls, like, the nostalgia of, like, when everything, like, all, like, all entertainment was sort of created to cater to white men. Like, mm-hmm. it definitely, you know, like, like Stand By Me, like, Lost Boys, like mm-hmm. you said, like, all these things that are, like, very, like, that whole, like, it, it's, it speaks to a very specific, like, experience. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about it because she was, like, like, you know, like, Stranger Things is trash because, like, there's no, like, representation in it, and, like, where are the black women, and, like, all this stuff, and, like, I guess I'm in the place where I'm, like, listen, like, if my identity is many things, right, it's, like, I'm a black woman, I'm, I, I'm a black, I'm a woman, I'm an immigrant, I am a writer, I, I'm a lover of pop culture, right? And it's like, I'm really sick of p- 
people of color and all sort of marginalized people having to be these sort of champions of diversity, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to word this. It's like, if I am a lover of like genre shit, which I am, like I love the Lord of the Rings and Doctor Who and all of these things. Like, yeah, you love sci-fi. I love sci-fi, I love fantasy. Like this is as much a part of me, I think, as being a black person. It's like, how do I wear this? It's like, I'm sick of having to have to point out every time that something that I identify with as much as I identify with, like, Lupita Nyong'o or whatever, although I don't really identify with her. Um, I'm having to, like, be the one to have to constantly point this out. I mm-hmm. want to be in a place where, like, I, as a lover of these things, can just p- enjoy them purely for the entertainment value. And the respons- that responsibility is put on the people behind the scenes who actually make these decisions, be they black or white, you know, mm-hmm. because we have the Ava DuVernay's and the Issa Rae's of the world who are doing things. We have the Ava Longoria's. We have all these people. I just feel like I'm at a point where I need to be able to enjoy this and not have to, like, nitpick every little every time that I don't see a black woman because for me like that's not the only thing that draws me to um to a piece of television or film that being said the issue that so like the issue that we have or that is the issue that I have is not to say that like something like Stranger Things should never be made because where are all the black people although yes it would have been nice to see some diversity on the show but the issue that we have is that there's a lack of balance. There's a lack of diversity in terms of the types of shows that are coming out. It's like to say, it's like the girls argument, right? It was like, we complained all that time about girls. And then when she finally wrote a black character into her show, it was a trash and actually quite offensive. And it's like, if him, you know, um, shoehorning in a black character into first of all there is a black character in stranger things but like if shoehorning and more diverse characters into that show would have made it a better show totally but if just putting them in there for the sake of putting them in there no i don't want that and i think that we have to also just be cognizant of the fact that like when we talk about diversity we're really talking about balance and inclusion and variety Like, I want to see sci-fi shows that star people of color. Like, Reagan Gomez had a really great, um, like, she had, like, this show about, like, zombies that starred, like, a a sister, like, an older sister and a little sister, and they were black, and they were, like, fighting zombies. That's awesome. I want to see that on network television alongside A Stranger Things, and I don't know. I Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I was just thinking about that, because I'm just, like, I want to be able to enjoy this shit. Like, I don't want to have to always be up in arms and angry like right you know like ugh. i don't no, know i agree yeah and it's like it's tough because you're right like we're we're the champions we're the ones like hey remember like don't forget about us and like every single time something comes out it's like oh yay no diversity like i was thinking like in fact the thing the problem with the tv show actually was also like it was really well casted everyone played their their roles really well and like in a lot of situations I'm like sort of like oh well this was like really poorly casted and I don't know why there's no more more diversity like 
I do think that like the, the out of the four boys, like another one of them could have, or sorry, three three boys and one girl, eleven. Um, it, it could have the one of the boys could have also been like Latino or or South Asian or something. Like there's so many ways to just like make it more diverse, and it's so easy to do that. Um, yeah, but it's I like really like the chemistry. Sorry, yeah, between yeah. the boys. No, you're right. It's it's tricky, you know, and yeah. and like you don't want to give these people like passes to be like, oh, well, it's set in like Indiana in the 1980s. How like what's the you know the odds of having an Asian and a and a black kid? But it's like also like <laughs> you have you have the power and, and and you have the pen. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want. If we can believe that there's monsters in a, another dimension terrorizing this town, we could poss- we could believe that there could be more than just a black kid in the whole entire town, you know? So right. it is, like, this back-and-forth thing. But, yeah, I guess I just want to, like, be able to enjoy shit without, like... And that's the thing about entertainment. It's, like, you can criticize it and still enjoy it. You're, like, you know, you can be critical of something and still find value in it. And, like, I think that's something that a lot of people tend to, like, not take into account. It's, like, the instance you call out that something isn't, you know that something is sexist or racist, well, if it's racist, then fuck it, but, you know, um, Mm. then it's, like, oh, like, you're just, like, nitpicking or whatever. It's, like, no, like, this is cool, but, like, I love Lord of the Rings, but it is kind of fucked up that all the villains were, like, brown people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the orcs, even the way that the orcs look, like, it's always always so racialized like Mm -hmm. the villains are always so racialized I remember like yeah just growing up and watching like every like Air Force One even (laughs) and like all of like yeah these Muslim terrorists and it's like why how is this a thing like this is like pre-September 11th you know like Mm -hmm. fuck like yeah I said just the other day like a friend of mine was talking about how like France is so Islamophobic. Like, how can they not understand that? And then, like, and, and, like, you vilify a group of people, and it's just, like, the repercussions of that. Like, I don't know. It's really tricky. Um, it's a whole other different conversation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's – representation is continuously important. And as much as it is disappointing to see that there was only one person of color – um, on Stranger Things, it was also a really good TV show, and I and I and it is always tricky to sort of like how do you talk about this with still criticizing criticizing something that you like basically mm-hmm. appropriately. Well, guys, that's us for this month. Um, Yay! We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we will see you next month. Bye. Bye.